What's up, my good people? Hello, everybody. How you doing? How you living? <laughs> How's things? How's things? My name is Meryl, and I am one of your hosts for the Bold Women podcast. And I am here with my friend, Maria. Hey, everybody. What's going on? What's up? Okay, we got a good topic We've today. got a good topic today. We are, we are excited. I feel yeah. like we're saying we're excited about every topic. Well, I mean, we are thinking them up, so I don't see why we wouldn't be excited. <laughs> this is why we're so excited. We like to talk about things. We like to chat. Like to chat. So, all right. Today, we're going to be talking about prayer. Uh, I don't know why I said it like that. Prayer. 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 Prayer, prayer y'all. Whoa. Oh, that sounded so weird there. coming out of my mouth. Y'all. Y'all. Whoa. Yeah. Hate that song. Do you really? Yeah. yeah, I absolutely do. What's the meme where it's a lemon sitting on top of a pear and it never gets old? <laughs> I, hate, I hate that. You hate that too? I hate the song. Um, anything to do with it? Uh, yeah. It just triggers me. Triggered. I'm triggered. Too many years in the service industry working in bars and nightclubs. And that was like, oh, that was like the same five songs were played at the end of the night. And it generally started off with that one. Yeah, that would. I feel like that would send me that and like Sweet Caroline. Oh, gosh. I saw something out there that it was like, it's the white people's anthem is like Sweet Caroline. Didn't Jackie Hill Perry do something about it? I feel like I saw her do something about it. Yeah, I didn't like You're right. She was like, I didn't realize. I'm Ow. embarrassed that I know the song, but I only, in my defense, I only know it because of working in bars and nightclubs and stuff. The, how do I, I play it too much? The only time I ever heard it was my mom went to a school called Carroll High or she like right by oh, Carroll High. Yeah. So we played, you and I, well, in Winterset, we would always play Carroll High. And then during football, I would always remember when they yeah. would win. Or at the end of their football games, they would play it. Instead of singing Sweet Caroline, they would sing Sweet Carol High. That might uh, be uh, better. Uh, I mean, that might be better than ours, which was we had let one? the dogs out. Oh, yeah, we did it. Who let the dogs out? <laughs> go Huskies. Okay, we need to talk about prayer. prayer. Yeah, let's go into it. <clears throat> now that we've been on that tangent long uh, enough. Okay. All right. Well, the Oxford Dictionary uh, defines prayer as... Um, a solemn request for help or expression of thanks addressed to God or an object of worship or an earnest hope or wish. Clearly that was written by somebody that does not have a relationship with God. hundred percent. So what is prayer? How would you define it, Maria? I would define it as um, like just conversation with God yeah. from an aspect of, <clears throat> excuse me, um, but yeah, like it's just, it's me talking to God from and looking at how, like putting myself in remembrance that he knows more than me. He cares for me. He loves me. He made me. So when I have things that are on my heart, on my mind, on my shoulders, like I go to him and I just talk to him about it. Like you would any dear friend. I think that's good. How would you define it? Pretty much the same thing. Probably if you would ask me about six years ago, I would have just been like, uh, it's a way to submit requests. 
to the Lord like and a Savior. pleading to him, like, please do this for me. Please yeah, do this like, for me. I mean, I think a lot of people interpret prayer as um, essentially that as it's just a way to submit your requests to God. And yes, it is, but it's so much more than that. Mm-hmm. And so to minimize it, which is, you know, why we're talking about it today is because it's it's more than that. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, prayer is... Once I, once I learned, I think like, or got a better understanding of like the purpose of prayer and why you should do it and what it is exactly. Like, I think that made things easier because I think people just kind of are like, you know, God's like this distant, like authority or something. Mm -hmm. And, um, the only way that your requests will be heard is if you submit them through some kind of formal, uber religious type of thing. No offense to the Catholics, but you guys are a little over the top sometimes just in my mm-hmm. opinion, or if it's not done in a specific certain way, yeah. it's not, or maybe I'm looked at as like a savage because I'm just like, Lord. Okay. Can I tell Listen. you a funny savage story really quick? Sure. I know it's going to, it's a little off topic, but it was Uh-oh. so funny. Well, all right. Keep it brief. It'll be brief. So we were playing softball, co-ed <laughs> softball on Sunday and this dude had a shirt and it said savage and average. And I like, it made me laugh. And I was like, savage and average is fun. He's like, it's more savage than average. And I was like, okay, gym class hero. Oh, <laughs> I didn't say that. I just was like, okay. It was just very awkward. I was like, that was a funny shirt, but yeah. Anyways, if you ever listened to this and that was you and your shirt, that made me laugh. What a stupid shirt. It was a Jersey. Uh, regardless. Anyways. Not a fan. All right. Why do you, wh- on. okay. So prayer. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, pray for me. I need to not be that way. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I think there's this idea of which, I mean, I have wrestled with in life. Like if I don't do something right, then God won't move on my behalf or. Yeah. Like it's like a lifeline, like for emergencies. Yeah. And so I think sometimes prayer can be looked at at that way of like, well, if I don't pray right, or if I don't go to a priest, or if I don't have someone pray for me, or if I don't send out the. Hey, doing a prayer chain. Um, need all my prayer warriors. Need all my prayer warriors, which is great. Get people to pray for you. But when like uh, you're doing, I, I need it, all my I need all my prayer warriors for an unspoken prayer yeah. request. <laughs> no, you just mad and you jealousy, and you should probably go talk to the person. And you're on the internet and you want people to feel bad for you. Yeah. Okay. So, well. but I think there's sometimes we want. I think there the gap and where we look at prayer is we think we have to have somebody who quote unquote appears to be closer to God, do it for us in order for him to hear us versus trusting that he actually hears us as is, as if we're having conversations with him. Um, So I think in situations, like I know you mentioned within Catholicism of like, well, if I go to the priest, then of course God will hear me because he's going to hear the priest versus like, he's going to hear you. Or if I just do the Lord's prayer like seven times or however many times based on, my sin or the degree of my sin and whatever the priest tells me I should do. That's just, yeah. So it's like, I don't think I'll ever get that. There is this element where I think we, we deem prayer, um, prayer with answers attached only to certain people versus actually believing that God will hear it and do it for us Mm -hmm. ourselves. So, um, which I would beg to challenge you that God hears every prayer. And, um, what is it? Joyce Meyer has this quote and she said, one of the most powerful prayers is just the word help. And I'm just like, Oh yes. Yeah. I mean, there've been times where all I've just been able to muster is just saying Jesus. Uh (laughs) Cause sometimes, um, 
Well, I mean, that was like, that it kind of goes into like one of the other questions that I had that was like, you know, like what should we do when we don't know mm. what to say mm-hmm. um, to God, which we can probably get to here in a little bit. So let's not get ahead of ourselves. Um, mm-hmm. What did I want to say? What did I want to say? I have, oh, well, I have a boatload of stuff yeah, here. She's got, I got notes for loads, days, my friends. Loads. Woo. Sheesh, yeah, you do. So <laughs> I have like one extra note and Meryl's got like pages. Uh, okay, so why why do we need prayer? Or to somebody who's like not familiar with it. Say mm-hmm. they're they're like new to faith and they're like, all right. So that's conversation. Like um for one discussion question that I looked at prior to this when I was looking up, you know, stuff to get ideas for questions to ask for this um, was like, you know, if God like always knows mm, like mm-hmm. our thoughts, like what's the point? Like, why do we need so, to? Like, yeah. So, it. I mean, I, I kind of, I wrote that question at the bottom, but it kind of goes with like, why do we need to, why do we need prayer? Um, because that, I mean, that would seem to make sense. Right. I mean, he knows our thoughts. He knows right. everything he's that we're going to do. If he's this all powerful, all, like all around all knowing, present, all everything. knowing God, yeah. then why? Yeah. I think are my thoughts on it. That's well, I didn't know if you were going to open. I didn't know if you were going to tell your thoughts on it <laughs> and then I would wait, and then I would tell my oh, thoughts after. Yeah. I think there's an element of like, God's a gentleman and there's an aspect of like, yes, he knows all those things, but he wants to be invited into a spot where he can do something with it. And I think that's a little bit of what prayer does is it says like, Hey God, I already know, you know, this is here, but I can't do it on my own. So it's, it's giving us an opportunity to like go humbly before him. I was just going to say, I feel like that's, um, it's a good way to remind yourself or to, I suppose, check yourself and put put you in a place of humility. Yeah. And not like embarrassing humility, but in in like, but in a way of like, God, you know, so much more than me. You see the big picture. You, you can see you, what is the saying? Like he's in rooms you're never in. He hears things that people say that you will never hear. Um, like he knows what happens behind closed doors that you don't know, like that there comes an element of like where we have to trust him. And I think prayer ultimately, um, yeah, it it sets our heart in a spot of humility before him and saying that we can't do it on our own and we're going to the one who, who can. Yeah. And I think that, you know, we also need prayer to reinforce hope, I would say. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're just floating through life and just kind of like wondering if something's going to happen, mm-hmm. <laughs> like if I do this one thing like good enough, or if I do this enough times and get really good at it, then like, you know, maybe I could be successful or whatever. If I, if I can just maybe get myself in the right room with the right people Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. I mean, then that's a lot of pressure on you weight to carry yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, but also it's like, you need it because if you don't, if you're, when you're praying, you're also like, you're also asking God to like act on his half of the relationship. Yeah. And so you can be expectant and you can have, you can have hope when you pray because, you know, in the Bible it says, you know, ask fervently and ask, you know, pray, 
make your requests known to God and all of that. Yeah. I am. That was a couple of different scriptures. Don't know where either one of them are from. <laughs> I just combined them. Just is there. <laughs> just combine them. Same but kind anyway. of just. But yeah, it's like same, you know, that's a couple of different places where it sort of talks about that. And like, you know, if we, you know, when we pray, like not only are we asking God to like do his part in this Mm -hmm. relationship that we are supposed to have with him, but also like, okay, this is something I have to look forward to. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, okay, so I'm going to give it some time, see what the Lord does. And usually it's him working on our character mm-hmm. and we're not thinking about that. And then, At all. But he's thinking big picture. We're thinking what is in front of us right now. Right. Right. And then we can go back to it and just be like, Hey Lord, just checking on that thing I asked hey, you for. Remember when we were talking about that? Yeah. Um, I heard, well, you know, my love for um, Pastor Robert Morris. Um, yes. And, but he did a really great message about prayer. And he said this and it gut punched me. He said, if we go to prayer, if we go into God and okay, so he, all right, let me rephrase it. <clears throat> basically. Okay. This isn't going to be an exact phrase or verbatim, okay. but he was basically like, if you go into prayer and you give God all your worries, which is what we're supposed to do. Like, God, I'm coming to talk to you. I'm supposed to give you all my worries. I can't carry them myself. He goes, and then you pick it back up. You're not actually praying. You're just complaining. And I was like, oh, that is so good that like, um, truly, do I truly believe that God cares and is working on my behalf when I go to him and I talk to him about the things that are worrying me? Yeah. You know what? Actually, that takes me to one of my notes because I woke up from like a post-workout nap one morning with this question that popped into Mm. my mind. Like, have I been praying with eternity in mind? Mm. A lot of times we are just thinking about what's happening in our own like human, mm-hmm. human existence. And like, um, for me, I mean, a lot of that has been like, Lord, where's my husband? Where mm-hmm. is he? <laughs> where he at though? Where he at though? Send him over, please. Cause it's getting rough out here and I can't barely stand it anymore, but that's not, I mean, it's an, it's okay to pray about uh-huh. those kinds of things. But that is not a prayer with eternity in mind. There's no marriage in heaven. So it's like, what's that? What's my end goal? Get mm-hmm. my husband and then what? Like he answers that prayer. And it's just, it kind of like tugged at me a little bit because it was like, oh, okay, well, mm-hmm. maybe I need to be thinking about how I'm praying. And so like, as I've been allowing God to like heal, you know, like broken trust in my life, you know, I've been realizing that um, if I've not been praying with eternity in mind, then I haven't been trusting him with my eternity either. Mm-hmm. So it's like if I'm just focusing on like the here and now, like or I just need this right my now. My own physical life. Yeah. Yeah. Then I'm not, then I'm not, I don't even, we, you know, we talked about trust issues and it's like, girl, you're not even like yeah. talking to him about eternity. You're not even, you're not even going to him with an eternal perspective yeah. in mind. And so, I say all that to say, like, it made me realize, you know, like prayer does have a profound impact. So whether we see the effects of it or not, because sometimes we don't get sometimes to see the effects see of our prayer. And um, it's just like, you know, when we sow seeds into someone's life by exposing them to Jesus a little bit, like we oftentimes won't see the fruit that's produced from mm-hmm. that. And so I've often said, you know, like I'm really bad at prayer because I have a difficult time, like articulating what's on my heart right there in the moment. And like, I'll say that if I give myself time to write out a prayer to God and then speak it out, it's usually much better, which is very true. 
Um, but with me saying to myself that I'm bad at prayer in a way, like I'm cauterizing Mm. the impact that my prayers can have, like not only in my own life, but in the lives of those that I love and care about. And so like the second part of that definition on prayer that we were looking at earlier, just discussing a minute ago is like, you know, it's how the world views prayer. So like an earnest hope or wish, um, because the world doesn't understand like the actual power that prayer can have in a situation. So like we've seen numerous situations where entire nations were facing complete annihilation and the prayer of a single person changed those circumstances. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think part of the trouble is like, we're expecting old Testament ways of God to answer prayer with like huge signs and wonders and these like miraculous things, which he still does. You know, but I think sometimes we miss those. <laughs> well, what's the saying too that sometimes we miss the supernatural because we're like we're looking for something like big and grand mm-hmm. when actually the supernatural happens around us all the time, all the time. Yeah, um, and like yeah, he's still capable of doing those things, but I think we get short sighted on that because like the biggest yeah. sign, like that he could have sent to us was like his son to die for yeah. each of us, and so like now we don't have to do wild things like animal sacrifices and singing blood everywhere and all that stuff. So. Um, like the death of Jesus gave us direct access to the creator of the universe. So the one who knew every, and that's also something that's, that's also why we need prayer. Mm-hmm. That is direct access to our creator and the one who is the very reason why we were even sitting here talking to each other today. Yep. And uh, let's see, people in the old Testament were not afforded this kind of access. And yet we, or I, I should say have been passively like praying or conversing with God as though he like doesn't care about my future enough, but I pray just in case he wants to do me like a solid every once in a while, you know, like that's kind of the attitude that I've had. What was really good. I had a friend of mine the other day reach out and um, she had sent a message and I thought it was really good. And you had said something earlier that triggered it, but said something about like how, when we pray, we have to oftentimes like we can, especially if something's like really on our mind, mm-hmm. we like we can pray about it and 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 like mm-hmm. keep praying about it and praying about it and praying about it. And and that is what we call obsessive and that, not, yeah. And what we call worrisome. And like, that's like, I think that's another side yeah, too, true. where we think like, um, and it was really great because she had said something about like, be careful that your prayers don't turn into worry. Mm. And I just thought that was so good of like, sometimes like the aspect and idea of prayer is that like, I can take what I'm worried about. I can take what I'm concerned about and I can talk to God about it. And then like once, if I leave it in his hands, it is far better than me trying to pick it back up, put it in my hands and me think that I can do whatever, if I can figure out every scenario possible to man and figure it out and then be like, well, do any of these 90 options work God? And he's like, you just made yourself really tired versus like, if you would just let me have it and like, let me keep it in my hands. And sometimes when we just try to keep our hands on things, like he can't move because our hands are all on like, this is what it should look like. And this is how X, Y, Z should happen. And I looked up, I did do this the other day. What'd you do? I was looking up the word manipulation. Ooh. Ooh. And, (laughs) and, and it basically was like to try to take or not take control of, but it was like to, let me look it up. I wrote it down. Hold on. Cause sometimes I think when we hop into like, or like when we get into prayer, where'd it go? Where'd it go? 
Okay. I wrote this down. This was in mm-hmm. my notes. It says worry is a form of manipulation. How can I figure out what God isn't figuring out for me? Oh, and it says, I says manipulate means to handle or control a tool or mechanism, typically in a skillful manner. Worry says I can handle this more skillfully than God. And mm. I just was like, oh, like, and how often do I do that when I don't like I go to him in prayer, Jeez. I give him things in prayer. And then I'm like, right. no, let me keep trying to figure it out. Yeah, And it's just like, it's me trying to say like, God, I can figure it out and you can't. And I was just like, oh, <laughs> literally, what was that? The 12th? That was a, no, that was just yesterday that I, I wrote I, that down in my journal. Grimacing as I, that sinks in. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But that's right. like, that's an element of prayer. And just thinking back to what Pastor Robert Morris says, like there is this piece, like, and I think that's some of it where it comes from, like knowing your relationship with God and like wanting a relationship with God. And if you don't have one with God, like he wants that with you. Like Mm. he wants to hear you. He wants to hear what's on your mind. He wants that relationship with you, but he's also a gentleman. So he's not going to force himself to have that with you. Right. But, um, like the, I'm, I'm reminded of is Jeremiah 29, 11, which is kind of the, I know the plans I have for you, they're good and not of evil plans for like to prosper and like hope in a future. But like, sometimes I think we, we stop after 11 and we go through like verse 12 and 13. It says, and you will, those who seek me with their whole heart will find me. And so sometimes I think like in this aspect of prayer and for those of you who are just kind of like, I feel like I pray, but I don't hear, I don't know. My challenge would maybe be, um, is like, are you seeking with like a whole heart or like not even challenging necessarily, but like. Maybe. Well, I would too. I, and just, and just but, you know in the I'm sense saying. in the sense that like I I would challenge in if you were wholeheartedly seeking God, you are not just calling him when calling on him when you need something. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That is what he wants. Yeah. He, he wants, wants to be a part of everything. Yeah. Doesn't I mean, and by everything I mean I've talked about this before. We had a yeah. friend where it was like what should I do after I do the dishes, Lord? Yeah. Like one of our friends said that. And I was, she was talking about that. And I was like, what? You ask God what you should do? <laughs> you should do with your day? Like uh-huh. after you get the dishes done? Like that's so wild to me. Because also I think, you know, we can tend to view prayer as something like you said earlier, like there's probably more holy people that can, that he would probably rather listen to than little old me with my, irritation at being single or, you know, like just like the littlest things like, Lord, I want to get out of this traffic jam or whatever. Um, but it's good. And so there was another question that we had listed out that I want to talk on. So (laughs) I'll read it and then answer it, I guess. (laughs) But like, Cause I think we're kind of dancing around it a little bit. So it's like, um, you know, does prayer really change things? Mm, I have and, an answer, but go ahead. <laughs> Cause you said you wanted to ask the question and then you had an answer for it. Yeah. And I want to say, absolutely. It <gasps> sure does. 10,000%. Yeah. And, and Hey, guess what? I've got some scripture pulled up for you. All. And can I say a phrase before you read your scripture? Yeah, you sure can. Um, if prayer doesn't change your situation, it will change you. Ooh. It will Ooh. always change Ooh something. Yes. I'm just, yes. Yeah. 
Like it doesn't matter. Like, and it could be your heart changes through prayer towards the situation or the situation. God could work crazy in the situation, but something will always happen. That's true. That's true. I think that there's a lot of different ways just in, in my own walk that I didn't realize that I could pray for things a certain way. And anyway, I will go back. We can maybe circle back to that, but like, the prime example, at least I think, and I've taught, I've had a conversation with a friend about a situation um, that she was going through and it happened to be in one of my devotionals, but it's Exodus 32 mm. and it's set the scene. They're out in the wilderness. Moses decides to head up to the mountains for 40 days, right? A.A. Ron is watching over the people. <laughs> I was trying to, I shouldn't have looked at you. I, I would have been able to do that just fine. Um, <laughs> all right. So Aaron is watching over, formerly known as Aaron. A.A. <laughs> Ron is the watching over the people of Israel. <laughs> so they think that they've been abandoned and they go to him, A.A. Ron, and tell him that they need something to worship because <laughs> they didn't know why Moses left them hanging or so they thought. And didn't know when he'd be back. So Aaron's like, yeah, sounds good. Gather up some gold from jewelry and all that and make a calf and worship it. And it says here in scripture that they indulged in pagan revelry. So I'm going to park the car here for a second because what made me think of that little section alone was just like, okay, how often do we go through life like continually praying for God to answer our desperate prayers? And just because it seems like nothing has happened, Mm -hmm. I'm talking to myself right now. Mm -hmm. We then are the ones that do the abandoning and go back to whatever has comforted us in the past, all because we have the audacity to be frustrated with God's timeline. hundred percent. Like I'm like throwing my hands up too. Like Like, "Ah!" I did so much. And I like that when that hit me today, I was just like, Oh no. (laughs) So like, we really aren't that much different from the Israelites. And so, you know, whether we, oh, wow, great. I just got out of my notes. They're the right thing. There they are. Where are they? Where are they? Where are they? Um, third paragraph down. <laughs> Guys, when I tell you she has paragraphs, it's paragraphs. paragraphs. Yeah. So like, oh, when we feel like God's ignoring us or not answering our prayers, it's difficult to not attach human qualities to God and mm-hmm. start assuming the worst. Yep. And so I think that that's something that's like um, really, that is something that has been challenging me and- um, now that I'm here. Okay. So then anyway, God tells Moses, like these people are acting like fools. Mm-hmm. They have already decided to start worshiping other idols and was, and he was like astonished at how quickly they had forgotten who had really delivered them from their bondage. He's like, excuse me. Like, hello, I'm over here. I'm I literally with got you right out now. of slavery. I am in conversation. Can like, it's like, um, I, I can only imagine like, one of those kids that's like, hey, dad, hey, dad, hey, dad, hey, dad, hey, dad, hey, dad. While yeah. dad is talking to the older brother about something and giving them very specific instructions. <laughs> and God's like, hold on a second. I'm trying to have a conversation with Moses here. We're chatting about some stuff. You guys need to go sit down. And they're like, oh, no, he forgot about us. So then he's like, let's take all of our wealth and make an idol. Yeah, so he tells Moses in verse 9 and 10, like, I've seen how stubborn and rebellious these people are. Now leave me alone. (laughs) Leave me alone. (laughs) So my fierce anger can blaze against them and I will destroy them. 
Boom. Then I will make you Moses into a great nation. Now, I think it's funny because Moses was could have been like, ooh, all right, sounds cool. What do we do with that? Like, hey, we good? All right, cool. Sounds good to me. These people are annoying me anyway, so let's go. <laughs> like, whatever. But no, instead he was like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold mm-hmm. on. Like, Lord. And then we pick up at verse 11 through 15, which says, but Moses tried to pacify the Lord his God. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord, he said. Why are you so angry with your own people whom you brought from the land of Egypt with such great power and such a strong hand? Oh, look at him. Look at him. Just greasing the wheels there. Why let the Egyptians say their God rescued them with the evil intention of slaughtering them in the mountains and wiping them from the face of the earth? Like turn away from your fierce anger. I also props to Moses. Cause I don't know that I would like, well, no, I do kind of talk to God. I like that. Sometimes. I feel like I'm I like, talked to him like that. We had conversation this morning like that. <laughs> So he's like, turn away from your fierce anger. Change your mind about this terrible disaster you have threatened against your people. Like, remember your servants, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You bound yourself with an oath to them saying, I will make your descendants as numerous as the stars of heaven. And I will give them all of this land that I have promised to your descendants and they will possess it forever. So the Lord changed his mind about the terrible disaster he had threatened to bring on his people. Then Moses turned and went down the mountain. He held in his hands the two stone tablets, which we now know are the Ten Commandments. Um, And they were inscribed on both sides, front and back. These tablets were God's work. The words on them were written by God himself. Sheesh. So the key verse here, I think, is verse 14, where it says, So the Lord changed his mind about the terrible disaster he had threatened to bring on his people. This is proof if, if there is nothing else in the Bible, if there is only one instance, this is what I would say is it for proof that conversation with God works. Prayer yeah. works. And I like, think, like you said, if there's only one, but there's not. Like there's right. multiple. Yeah. Take Sodom and Gomorrah like we talked about where yeah. they're like, um, where Lot was like, no, please let me get out of the city. Right. Like I can't make it to the mountains. Can I go over here? And the yeah. angel was like, yeah, you're fine. Go. Sure. Yeah, like, and we make the mistake all too often by putting, like, our limited mindset and our limited knowledge to form ideas about what God is up to when we pray about something. Mm -hmm. And that, so, like, when we ask him for something, he can, like, he can see ahead, like, what those unanswered, what, what those answered prayers look like. He knows what they, he knows what they are as they are unanswered, and he knows why you're asking for things. Mm -hmm. And he knows why you want those prayers answered. But he can also see what it looks like when they're answered. 20 years down the road. and However long. However long. Usually it takes time for him to clear the way of any obstacles. And most of the time it's he takes that time to build our character mm-hmm. and to refine us so that we can be ready to receive yep. that actual answer. Because sometimes I think we don't really understand the depth at which we are asking for something. Yeah. Like agreed. We don't, we don't think like to the fullest depths. Like I'm all over here, like Lord, send me my husband. And I'm like, but you know what, Meryl, how have you been behaving lately? Mm -hmm. Have you been acting like somebody who, (laughs) who's ready for your husband right now? Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. Absolutely not. And I hate to admit that. I hate to admit that, but that has literally been something that has just been like kicking me in the face lately. Mm -hmm. That's like, no. Okay. Got it. Mm -hmm. I understand why I'm single still Mm -hmm. like, (laughs) Come on, still in here. Got some stuff to learn, but like, uh, but I like what I know, you know, especially as somebody who's been married before, 
Like I do not like the last thing that I want is because my, my marriage wasn't something that I even asked God about beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, my first marriage. So this next one, now that I am asking God for it and asking him to bring the right man for me, it's like, I do not want to get in my own way here yep. by trying to get hasty or do what I've which done before, be, which is like make my own decisions and be like, yep. this is good enough. I'll go with this one. Right. This seems like a good, good idea. This and, seems logical right now. Yeah. <clears throat> and like, you know, I've really been, that's really been a huge lesson for me to yeah. really take a hard look at myself. Yeah. <laughs> That's been so fast. Don't you love those moments where you're like, the past few years have just been a huge lesson on like cultivating a really deep understanding of who I am and how I operate Mm -hmm. and how I tick. And it's like, it's really annoying. So Mm -hmm. anyway, what are your thoughts? Okay. My thoughts on that too. I feel like in my thirties and I know I've heard people say this, like in your thirties, you settle more into who you are and all those things. Yeah. And kind of, so I think there's some of that that comes with age. So like me too, you don't, beat yourself up so much of like, uh, but I think some of that does come with age. Cause I think there's some things yeah, now true. where I'm like, I look back at my twenties and I was like, you were an idiot. Absolute. Absolute. Buffoon. Buffoon. That was me anyway. Um, <laughs> or that like you, that literally made logical sense to you, Maria, like that literally made logical sense. But Ugh. in my defense, my, maybe my brain was still growing. Um, true. but there is, and I'm just reminded of the verse, and I can't remember the exact spots, but it says the prayer of the righteous availeth much. Um, but what does that mean? It says the prayer of the righteous does that much. The King Jimmy virgin? It must be. I don't know why I said it in that. So I'm breaking it <laughs> down here. Availeth much. Availeth okay. much. So basically what that means is those who are right standing with God, meaning you've accepted Jesus. That's yeah. what makes you right standing with God. You say, hey. That's what makes you righteous. That's what makes you righteous. Weird. It sounds weird. It's a lot of big lingo, but what that means is that like when God looks at you, he doesn't see your mistakes. He doesn't see your past. He sees you as his child. Um, You are loved. You are valued. He cares for you. Um, So when you say like, Hey, I believe that Jesus is the way, the truth in life. Like I want to live my life for him. Like you are righteous. Everything that you've done, like your sins are washed away. They're past. They're gone. He can't see them anymore. He he just sees what his son did for you. So from that place, that's true. From that place, when you ask and you pray, availeth basically means it does much. So it's like I'm me going in as a child of God. When I pray, something changes. Something mm-hmm. happens. It does much. Not because of who I am. Not because I pray perfectly. Not because I even get all the words out right all the time. Sometimes, um, like sometimes my prayers are just tears, and I can't put words to them. Or sometimes my prayers are just like groans of like. I just got help. I don't know what to do, but they are the most sincere heartfelt prayers that, that I can get out at that time. Mm-hmm. And, um, from that place, it does much not because of me, but because, um, but because I believe in, in Jesus and what, and what he did. Yeah. So, um, that's good. I think there's a piece of prayer that I feel like the enemy will try to get. And when I say the enemy, like I do mean the devil and, I'm just breaking it down that there is good and there is evil and in this world, which I mean, you can look around and you can see evil in our world. Um, But we do have an enemy that doesn't love the things of God and that he doesn't love for children of God or people who are on their, 
the path to find God and on their spiritual journey, like trying to seek and find God. Like I mentioned earlier, God will honor a genuine search. Mm-hmm. Like you're genuinely trying to figure it out. God's going to meet you wherever you are. Yeah. Um, that's not up for you. Don't have to try to figure it out. You just genuinely do what you can to search for him and you'll find him. Like you don't have to force it. Um, yeah. But the enemy doesn't love that. And oftentimes what will happen is he, like he plants thoughts in your minds of that, like you mentioned earlier, like, I'm not good enough to pray. What if he can't hear me? Um, what if I don't get it all right? Or what if I don't say all the right things? Do I need to go through somebody to pray? And yeah. it just, and it takes away our confidence in going before a God who we know loves us and wants to move on our behalf. Um, so just, I would say, if you feel like you're having a lot of those questions that you are, um, that the enemy probably doesn't want you to get super close. And so that could be maybe like a trigger to be like, Hey, no, I need to keep pressing and I need to keep seeking. Yeah. Like in that kind of way. And I mean, even just thinking of Moses, like Moses had like a, from what we understand, like a speech impediment of sorts. Yeah. Um, who else, who else had issues with talking? Uh, well, I think this was, this is one of my favorite moments and it's a little spot and it's about Gideon. And this has always stood out to me. Um, and there's a section where, the Lord tells Gideon, if you're afraid, you can take somebody with you. And I just think it's one of the sweetest little moments of like, I love that because in contrast with Moses, Moses is like, listen, I can't, I can't do this. I can't do this. And God's like, you have me though. Yeah. And then Moses is like, no, I seriously, I, seriously I, legit, can't. I legit can't do this. He's like, take AA Ron. And he's like, oh, fine. I guess you can take AA Ron with you. You know, <laughs> like, fine. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, Gideon too was like, who am I? I'm the weakest. I'm the smallest of the, <laughs> yeah, like the least humble. I don't know. Well, Moses says he's the most humble man. <laughs> Isn't that funny when you say that about yourself? Yeah. <laughs> but, but I guess that also that. shows you can be humble and confident at the same time. <laughs> True. <laughs> um. So I think if I can maybe hop into this a little bit. Sure. So in talking about prayer and you mentioned it earlier, um, you mentioned like repeating the Lord's prayer over and over and over yeah. again. Um, and which is great. It's a beautiful prayer. And in this is in Matthew six, nine, or I put 19 through 13 and that is not right. Mm. Nine through 13. <laughs> I don't know what that little one got in there, but sometimes I think we read the Lord's prayer as in like, this is how we have to pray, but I want to break down the patterns. And I think this is like what Jesus is trying to tell us is like, or give us like a, a model for what prayer can look like with it. So I'm just going to read verses nine through 13 and then kind of like break down what I see as patterns and not saying you have to do it this way every time, but I think this is what, like how Jesus is showing us to like even check ourselves as we yeah. pray. Yeah. So it says Matthew nine or Matthew six, nine through 13. It says, pray like this, our father in heaven, may your name be kept holy May your kingdom come soon and may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today the food we need. Forgive us of our sins as we have forgiven those who sin against us. And don't yield and don't let us yield in temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. And so I look at some patterns in this prayer and I look at how the first thing he did is he reminded himself of like God, like you are holy. Yeah. Like you are like I got like, no business coming. I have now. like yeah, it's just I am reminding myself that you are the maker of heaven and earth. Like there is nothing impossible for you. You, you know, you built the mountains, you built the universe, like the ocean doesn't come tearing through like 
the land. Like you mm-hmm. literally, like there is nothing impossible for you. So it's putting like his mind in remembrance to who he is praying to. Get his mind right. Get his mind his right. Prayer. And then he says, may your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. One of those things of like, God, at the end of the day, not my will, but yours, like you are God. I'm putting you back into that spot. Um, And then it says, give us the food that we need. There's where we can ask. Like, hey, God, I'm building, like I'm telling, I'm reminding myself of who you are, that I want your will. These are the concerns. This is the weight that's on me. And then I think verse 12 is a huge one. And forgive us of our sins as we forgive those who sinned against us. Like that's a, that's just huge. Like if we have unforgiveness and hardness in our heart, um, it's going to be very hard to like super hear God clearly. Yeah. Um, and then just the, the plea of like, don't Lord, I not, and I don't want to fall into temptation, God, like, cause I think he just, he, he realizes how real that is. So I think you can, not that it has to be perfectly formatted this way, but just this idea of like, give God glory remind like his will, not yours tell him what's on your mind. Tell him what's on your heart, ask for forgiveness. And then, you know, like just keep trucking, keep trucking. So I think those are some of the patterns that we can see, can see into that. That's good. I think but, that there's the forgiveness, but then the last part, instead of keep trucking, it's like, you're asking for God's protection. Oh yeah. I like that. Better. As you track, as you track. <laughs> yeah. Cause we need it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Let's see. Let's yeah. see. Scrolling. The, um, I think, oh, what was I thinking? I thought this earlier and I was like, oh, that's really good. Oh. Oh, I remember what I was thinking. Go ahead. Um, I heard this said once too, and it reminded me of the part where it says, you forgive us of our sins as we have forgiven those who sinned against us, mm-hmm. that it is very hard to have a hard heart towards someone you pray for. And I know, yeah. I know that is... Like it's hard and it's kind of like, you probably want to reach through this mic and slap me across the face. of like, I have no idea, but something that's crazy. And we mentioned it earlier that like prayer, like sometimes doesn't feel like it changes a situation, but it will always change you. Mm, yeah. And, um, I would challenge you if you're in that spot and you're in a spot of forgiveness, that a great prayer is to Lord, help me see this person the way you see them as much and as hard as that can be. And um, I'm making faces over She's here. making faces at me. Like, but from this aspect of like, that's one thing throughout scripture that Jesus just talks about is forgiveness and what that can do and what that can block and all those different things. So yeah. um, my challenge as awful and hard as it is, is to truly pray for those that, that have wrong, like that have wronged you that have done different things. Cause, and that too, once you in that forgiveness, you also give the reins back to God to be able to be a teacher that you can never be yeah. to them. Yeah. Whatever I, that's worth. I'm just thinking about the way that you say that. My, I probably wouldn't word things in such a way. This is why the Lord and I have <laughs> such an interesting relationship. Because <laughs> I think about people that I don't like that I've prayed for people that have done me dirty that I've prayed for. And basically my prayers went a little something like, Lord, <laughs> help this person. Yeah. That's and great. literally that's all I can say. But that's because I can't even like, that's heartfelt though. Like that's from your heart. Like you're praying genuinely. Yeah. Like that's yeah. all, that's what he asked. Maria is just like, even more kind and considerate. And she's like, Lord, help me to see them the way that you do. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going there. I'm just going to ask you to help them, Lord, because I, this 
is difficult enough for me to say, <laughs> but I know it's also yeah. the right thing to do because yeah. usually when that happens, it's like the, the, the people that have done you wrong are the last people you want to pray for. But we should because not well, only, as you say, does it deliver us from them, but also <laughs> it's like if they don't have a relationship with God, mm-hmm. like who's you really want that on your conscience that that person isn't going to be like, no, thanks. No. Yeah. I mean, when I think, what is it? Romans 12, but I'll pray for them. A big thing is I would say too, if you are feeling like that's very hard for you, just read Romans 12 over and over and over and over and over again. Okay. Well, well, I'm just, I'm just saying, for those listening, if they're sure. in a spot and they're just like, well, I can't do that right now. Okay. Just keep reading Romans 12, like read it every day. Yeah. And I think that that's a really great way of explaining, like, you know, how we can change the way that we pray. If we feel like mm-hmm. we don't pray as effectively, or if you're, if you're ever, if you've ever been in the same kind of mindset that I've been yeah. in, like, you know, that's a great way to start is by looking at that prayer like that. You don't, and it is interesting now thinking about it where it's like do seven say the Lord's prayer seven times. And it's like, but if you look at it from the way that you just described it, why, why would you use the exact words? Yeah. So it's interesting to me. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I don't know where I was going with that. You're going someplace. <laughs> going someplace where I'm like, I don't see that's where the religious part comes yeah. in, I guess. Well, and what where I was, people kind of get stuck on that. I think maybe that's where yeah. I was going. It's just like, it's not saying in the Bible you need to specifically say those words no. or even that a number of times are going to get the point yeah. across. Yeah. God hears you. Yeah. There's also times, well, just like with the story you read where God's like, stop talking. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> but from this aspect of like, yeah, if I'm just coming to you and I'm complaining, just think about like what you do. And granted, his patience is so much more. But if all I do is come to you and complain you're probably not going to want to listen. You're going to see me coming and you're going to be like, dear God, here she comes again. Get out of here. Get out of here. And God's way more merciful and patient with us. God's not going to be like, he's not going to be, he's He's not not going to say those things. He's not going to be like, dear God, he's going to be like, dear me. He's going to be like, oh, 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 dear me. Here she comes uh, again. Oh, and me. (laughs) (laughs) But just this idea of like, it's really like God's perfect. We're not. Yeah, I wish we could be. That's something that I struggle Hallelujah. with. But um, I think there's this element of like when we go to him realizing that like we're not and to not hold that over ourselves, but also realizing that when we pray to the power of like what gratitude does and like if gratitude moves us and we're made in his image, how much more would gratitude also move like the heart of God? <sighs> I think about that sometimes. I'm just shaking my head because it's like, <clears throat> well, if that doesn't convict you, who is listening, whoever's listening, I don't, I don't know what will. <laughs> think about the way that you're praying. Um, but I kind of want to touch back on this this yeah, question earlier touch back. that said, um, you know, like what should we do when we don't know what mm-hmm. to say to God? And I know that I said earlier that sometimes all I've ever been able to say is just the name of Jesus and yeah. like. And I only like recently started doing that. Mm-hmm. Like I used to not say anything at all. Cause I'd be like, Lord, I just, I don't know. I don't know. And sometimes that's what I do say is like, I don't know what to say. 
but I'm just here. With I feel you. like I got something going on in my head and, um, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to be able to articulate it very well. And I know that you can see into my heart and you can see what's really going on. You can see it better than I can. So have at it, have at it. I take a look. I don't know. Take a look under the hood, see what's what. And, uh, yeah, your will in that situation, (laughs) whatever it is, whatever the, um, I have a couple different thoughts on this. Um, and one of them we will have to probably do another series on cause uh, we won't have time to like go into the whole topic. Rats. <sighs> okay. Sorry. But, um, quick overview, quick overview. But I think that when we don't know what to say, I think there's a couple different things that Jesus, before he left, he said, he gives us the Holy spirit for like as a comforter, as a helper, as True. a guide. True. Um, and so sometimes I think we get into where we pray and I am a firm believer in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So um, I think that's an element where we don't know when we get to the spot and we don't know what to say that sometimes we like we try to figure it all out in our own mind. And that's where it's like, OK, Holy Spirit, I don't I don't know what to say here. I need your strength. I need your mm-hmm. power to help me pray. Um, and that was a gift given to us. So I think that's an element. And that's the part where I'm like, I could go into a whole show about like my thoughts on that. But um yeah, I think there's at the end of the day, like, okay, I'm reminded of when Jesus is talking to the woman at the well. And at the end of the story, he's like, We are coming upon a time where those who worship me will worship me in spirit and truth. And it doesn't matter what mountain you're at. It doesn't matter um, if you do all the things all your ancestors did. It's like, it's what's happening in spirit and truth. So I just think when we come to God with a genuine heart, and like you said too, if I get to the spot, I don't know what to say, but I'm just like, help or, Jesus, like those are the most sincere places and he can move. He can move with a sincere heart. Those are my thoughts. That's good. Those are your two thoughts. Yeah. Okay. They're kind of melded into one. So I was okay. Oh yeah. I was kind of combined. Like they're two separate (laughs) thoughts. I was combining them into one. Okay. Well, I think that's really good. Uh, Let's see. Let's see. Oh, here's one we didn't talk about. Huh? Why is it so hard to pray sometimes? Take out, take out the, the, you know, we've already discussed like the, you know, when we don't know what to say, but when like you're struggling to pray, maybe that's because, maybe that's because you're really freaking angry at God himself. Mm -hmm. Care to, care to share thoughts on that? Cause I know a few people that I know, I know several people you know, that I've talked to over the years, I probably even myself at times have been like, I don't even want to talk to God. Mm -hmm. I don't want to pray because I don't want to have conversation with you because my life is in shambles right now. And I really feel like this is your fault. I've had prayers too. (laughs) are like, I feel like if I pray to you, all I'm going to do is get beat over the head with everything I'm doing wrong. And, um, like my time with you isn't going to be like this. Like there's been moments in life too, where I hear people like, I just love my Jesus time and it's so sweet. And it's so Full, and I've just been like in certain seasons. I've been like, oh, I mean, I, you guys have, I have yet to encounter a season like that. So the, <laughs> the um, like I know I can't remember what episode it was, but I was pretty much re- releasing it. How like like not feeling like I heard the loving voice of God yes. for years, and so um, okay, you tell me to go have Jesus time. When I go have Jesus time, I feel like I just get beat over the head with everything that I'm doing wrong, and like yeah, like who wants to go? 
hear more about that. Also realizing that I am suffering, I'm working on like a performance mentality that I have to get right. Um, but that's at the root of that. So that wasn't what God was doing, but that's just in my own mind. So I think sometimes we, there's lots of different factors. And then I also think there's a piece too, where, like we mentioned earlier, like the enemy wants to keep us distracted. And so have yeah. you ever noticed too, the times you go to pray, all of a sudden it's like, Oh, my phone's popping off and it hasn't been popping off all day. Or I think of the 30 other things that I need to do today when I actually go stop and sit down to pray or, yeah. um, because it's just, it's a place where we can connect with, connect with who gives us life. And so he's going to try to do anything to, to keep us from that. Yeah, that's true. And I think, just thinking about people that have said that where they're like angry with God because mm-hmm. they're watching like, for example, they're watching things happen in other people's lives. that They like really, really want to happen mm-hmm. for themselves. I mean, I could speak to that. I mean, I'm, you know, just watching people get into relationships, get married, you know, and mm-hmm. like find somebody that like truly like respects them because they have a heart for God. And like, like where, where are, where's that one for me? Mm-hmm. You know? And that's really, and I, I've definitely been frustrated enough to where I'm like, Lord, I don't want to talk to you tonight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just, yeah. I'm just going to go to bed and we'll um, chat in the morning. Yeah. Maybe we'll talk in the morning. I don't know. I'm just sorting this out. Mm-hmm. But like, how would you encourage someone who is in that spot where it's like, they just, they don't, they don't even, they don't even want to talk to God. Like they know, like I know people and I've, you know, been in this situation, you've been in this situation where it's like, I know deep down in my heart of hearts that God works out everything for, everything my, good. for my good, but why does this suck so much? Yeah. And, and why do I keep getting to watch other people enjoy the very thing that I can't even touch right now. Mm-hmm. Like that's an incredibly like painful place to be. And I think that, um, that tends to keep people from praying, mm-hmm. but I guess if I'm going to encourage somebody, it would yeah. just be to like have the conversation. Yeah. Like tell him you're mad. Yep. Tell him, invite him into that minute of like, yeah. Hey God, like that's still prayer, like newsflash, like even you telling God you're upset or you asking questions, that's still prayer. Like God, I don't understand. And I want you to come into this minute with me and come into these emotions with me because I am angry. I am so frustrated. I don't know why all these things, but at the end of the, you can look at David, read Psalms. David did that all the time, but in a good chunk of his Psalms, he always ended with but this is who I know who you are. Right. So it's like, Hey, I'm going to ask you to come in here. I'm going to like word vomit all over you. It's not going to be pretty. It's probably going to be very accusatory. And David did that. He's like, Oh God, why? Like, why are you letting my enemies come up on me? And then towards yeah. the end of it, he'd be like, but I know you're faithful and you're my shield. Yeah. And um, then um, Exodus that I was reading yeah. too, like Moses is like, that's hold on a second. Yeah. You made a promise. You made a promise. And I think the other thing that I would encourage, um, a couple of things that you had said too about, um, well, I've heard the quote, like comparison is a thief of joy. Yeah. And so scripture also tells me that the joy of the Lord is my strength. And yeah. so, um, I would challenge for those who like, who are struggling, especially in that. And like, you feel like you're losing your joy that what am I comparing myself to? Because the enemy wants to come and like take our joy, but God comes to give joy. 
Um, so if I'm, my eyes are on anything but him, and I know that sounds so super spiritual. It does sound very churchy. It does sound very churchy. But if my eyes are on like, what's I'm, th- I'm throwing out names. I don't know. But like, what's Molly doing over here? How come she, cause there was a period. Yeah, it Molly. Was, well, yeah, Molly. There was a period after my divorce, um, where that I struggled with that so bad where it was like, and then it was like that ugly self-righteous where I was like, Lord, I know these people are, aren't treating people the same, like the best way. And yet I'm watching you get them get blessed and they're not even handling things right. And I remember being mm-hmm. like, I'm over here trying to walk in your ways, like literally the most ugly self-righteous that you could be. Yeah. I'm over here trying to walk in your ways, trying to do everything right. And I've he, been a good person. I've been a good time. person this whole time. Yeah. And like, they're the ones getting blessed and I have to sit here and watch it. And I just remember being like, that is so ugly, Maria. And it was just that side of like, because my eyes were so focused on them, not on what God was trying to do in me and, yeah. and him. Um, yeah. But that was like a good, like probably a year and a half that I wrestled with that. And it was just yeah. like, my heart was so ugly. So, yeah. so ugly. Yeah, I agree. I think that's good. But that was just my thought on it. And it's also okay to like be in that space. Yeah. It's okay and to be in that. Like, just let them know that I, I, yeah. I would say to anybody that is like, feels like they're cutting off communication with God because they're mad at God for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. I think you should just tell him you're mad at him every day if you want to. Mm-hmm. Like, just talk to him. As long as that's that line of communication is open. I mean, where it starts to get bad is when we um, lock him out. Yeah. Completely. And we're just like, I don't need you. Do I don't want to do this. He can't do anything with a closed heart. So, nope. But he can, if you give him a, if you give him even in like a half an ounce, he can do something with that. Yeah. He can do something with that. Yeah. Well, this is really good. It's really um, good. I think that's all I got. That's though. all I got too. Guys. Oh, be sure to check out our website at www.boldco.studio where you can learn more about us or stream episodes if you don't have a preferred platform you use already. Email us with thoughts, questions, or comments or topic suggestions at info at boldco.studio. Be sure to like, subscribe, rate, and leave a review wherever possible on whatever streaming platform you listen to us on. And finally, give us a follow on Twitter at Bold Women Co. And we are on Instagram at boldwomen.podcast. That's our favorite one. And we're also on YouTube at Bold Women Podcast. So. Slide into the DMs. I got nothing else to do. Slide on into them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. We love you so much. We will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.